A critical aspect of making change and a critical feature of leadership is strength. It has to be strength of character, strength of ideas. See, we're never taught how to just be strong. So strong has become a bad word. There's all these associations with strength that it's about being a bully or being pushy or maybe even being angry. And to some people, strength is equated with some kind of biological advantage and therefore an unfair advantage. So we don't like using words that represent things that are unfair, so we stop using it. But the truth is, and I know this from experience, I know this to be true, that when we fail to make change, when we fail to deliver on promises, it is because we don't know how to be strong. See, strength means the ability to manage and control the thoughts and emotions that launch in your head in response to the actions around you or words, injurious words, negative events. It means the ability to stay centered and unswayed. It does mean resolve and grit to persist through tough times. It means internal certainty. So everything that I practice and everything that I teach has an element of finding strength to it. And there's no MBA, there's no certification that can teach it to you. And I'm reminded of this when I was listening to some podcast. It was the Lewis Howes School of Greatness, and he was interviewing someone who used to be, I want to say, a CIA special agent. And she was remembering her early days in the police force, and she was running in New York City at a time when people weren't terribly friendly towards the police and didn't really respect them in a way that they did after, for example, 9-11. And she recalls being spit at and yelled at and taunted. And her first instinct was to defend herself and defend her choice and defend her pride in being an upcoming FBI agent, an upcoming police officer, whatever the specifics were. And someone stopped her and said, what are you doing? Why are you engaging and throwing back barbs at someone who doesn't understand you or doesn't appreciate you? Strong people don't need to do that. And that saying stuck with me, that there are things that we do because we feel that if we don't do them, we're not valid or we need to feel ashamed. So when we feel offended, when we feel shamed, because let's say of some criticism that someone's leveled against us, some sense of inadequacy that comes from being a leader and having people just disagree with you in this space we work in, it's highly polarized. There are people who believe that Agile isn't a thing. There are people who believe that Agile must be done a certain way, and maybe that's not your way. So we lash back with this highly angry and defensive sense. So we feel that we need to lash back when we've been shamed, when we've been offended, when someone challenges our way of thinking, our way of doing. And we start writing these zingers, right? We start going on to Facebook and thinking up the comments and the responses that we're going to 
sling back at our enemies on LinkedIn and teach them, hey, let me show you. Let me show you how much I know. Let me show you how smart I am. Let me show you how wrong you are. How much time does that cost you? How much energy does that cost you? Negative energy that you shouldn't want to own in the first place. See, strong people don't need to do that. Let others feel what they feel, believe what they believe. It's really none of our business, and that's one of the cornerstones or fundamentals of strength. How many times have we criticized other people and their beliefs out of nowhere just in order to feel safe, to feel strong, to feel big, to feel certain, to feel right? Strong people don't need to do that when we hate on the ideas of others i mean we don't just volley back with rational dialogue with logical argument but we allow ourselves to get emotional and attack the character attack the person attack the vessel attack the owner of the idea the messenger What causes that? Look deeply and think about how you got there. What is it about somebody's conflicting or contrary or new idea that makes you so angry, so insecure, that you would feel the need to attack their person, their personality, their humanity? Strong people don't need to do that. But you know what? It's not just about reaction to criticism or opposing ideas. It is the extent to which, for example, we seek approval or attention from other people. We draw attention to ourselves by talking more about ourselves than we listen. By showboating, making ourselves the star of the show, putting our bio first in the slide deck. always feeling like we must render our opinion and say, here's what I think. Here's what I would do. Here's my counsel. Here's my coaching. Even if you weren't asked for it, that kind of attention-seeking and approval-seeking, are you even aware when you do it that you're looking for attention? You're looking for validation, that you need other people to tell you that you're worthwhile. You need people to applaud for you, to regard you, to be in awe of you. Strong people don't need to do that. And then, I think this is the most, maybe this is the most insidious part in this age where we're all connected, we're all conversing, we're all talking. I'm noticing that we're not acting as agents for change, truly, because we're constantly apologizing for who we are. We're suggesting ideas. And we're too quick to let other people say, maybe not that's, take two. We're too quick to say, oh, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not the whole side of the story. Maybe I should look to what other people are saying and doing. This is the critical mistake. When we are seeking truth from the center line, by going out to what's being said on social media, what's being said 
by the major vendors of Agile and its certifications. When we look to those people to form opinions on how to lead, on how to be courageous, the very things that the industry tells us are required. Real mindset change, real leadership buy-in, real understanding, the bridging of the old and the new, the bridging of the old guard. With the new practitioners, those are the things we say are required to be successful. But we look to someone else to tell us how to have that courage when courage is such a personal thing. We bow to the crowd. We absorb and accept and then mirror back the median of the public opinion. We are no longer brave. We are no longer certain. We will not put ourselves in harm's way to speak our truth, to run counter to the popular opinion, to say what must be said because we know it's right. Not because we're told it's acceptable. To create real art with our words with our care and concern for our fellow human beings. We run from our own truth. We run from our unique voice. And we fall back to whatever everyone else is saying. We let go. We surrender so that we can be comfortable. In the eyes and ears of everyone around us. We fear judgment so we don't do things that other people might judge. Strong people don't need to do that. Thank you, my friends.